you know, doing this art thing and ran into a buddy who worked for Snoop. And he's like, Hey, I want a family portrait done of Snoop. I said, not a problem. I did it, took it to him. And the rest is history. Uh, became his personal assistant for two years. And what are the uh, odds, dude? Isn't life just so weird? All of a sudden you're Snoop Dogg's assistant painting him family portraits, sipping Hennessy with corrupt. We met in California and then, you know, we both went separate ways, but then I didn't realize that you were an artist back then or drawing. And then you, um, next thing I know, I remember you getting out of like Snoop Dogg's limo at LAX, I believe when you ran into Adam and Adam's like, yo, Sage is with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's funny how that all worked out. Um, you know, I moved out to California after high school, I was uh, grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, same spot where Breaking Bad was filmed. Oh, so wow. like high school and the neighborhood and everything is like kind of my stomping grounds, but uh, not the place for me. So moved out uh, to SoCal and then, um, you know, doing this art thing and ran into a buddy who worked for Snoop. And he's like, hey, I want a family portrait done of Snoop. I said, not a problem. I did it took it to him and the rest is history uh became his personal assistant for two years and you know um didn't like travel a whole lot or anything like that with him but like worked for his snoop youth football league and personal assistant stuff and everything in between it's crazy sage it's crazy. did you by chance were you did you go with him when he recorded uh in omaha he recorded for like a cartoon or something like that in omaha once were you was that with around the time you were there no i i was there if you know, I don't know if you guys remember, you had the TV show on E with the whole family back. Oh, in the, yeah. I, I was in I kind of dipped out right around where that when that show started. So, like, I dipped out kind of around 2008 or so. Um, so what is what is what is Snoop like, you know, uh, when he's not Snoop? I mean, this is this is the grandfather. Yeah. Dog of, father. of the dog father of rap. You know what I mean? It's like this guy was, you know, two of America's most wanted out of town. Put it down for the father of rap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it shut your trap. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not you, but uh, no, he's uh, just different than what I expected. Um, you know, coming in, you know, when I first met him, I went to his house. I didn't like meet him at a so-and-so spot or whatever. I met him directly at his house, took the painting right to his house, met his wife, Shantae, met the kids when they were little. Now they're grown up and have kids of their own. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Super nice, super just kind. Um, it's just kind of the other people that he hangs around with that you kind of have to get around and maneuver around. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, some white guy coming in, to the mix of this, they kind of wonder who you are and what you're doing there and stuff. So once I got past that and they saw that I was there for the family and, um, and, and so on and so forth, it, it all worked out. Did they ever ask you if you were an undercover cop? No. <laughs> Why do you say that? They never, they never said that, but his security guys, you know, I used to, you know, I got longer hair now, but back in the day I used to have like a nice fade and edge up and everything. And so, Security gave me give me shit sometimes. We're like, oh, you a skinhead or you know, just <laughs> trying to test me, trying to test me, you know. But yeah, uh, 
you know, but you, never... but you held it together. You passed the, cause is he still crypt up? Was he crypt up? Cause he still says it in songs. He's crypt up. Uh, yeah. And he doesn't gangbang like he says, but um, you know, nonetheless, uh, I, I'm may go see him next month. I've got another painting. I did a Tupac painting for him. Um, and so I want to take it to him. And so I hit up my, the same guy again, who got me introduced from the beginning. And we may go to the compound and may drop off a couple more paintings to Snoop. He's got about, four of my paintings right now. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Where does he live now? Like the area, you don't have to go. Cause I remember at that time, was it Chino? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Chino. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had a family that lived over there on my yeah. wife's side. Yeah. Very, very interesting time. Taught me a lot about myself and what real hustle is and what, you know, you get starstruck here around this guy, but it's like, you have to behave in certain ways or these guys will literally just throw your ass out <laughs> on the street. You know, they yeah. don't care. Yeah whether you're on tour, whatever. Hey man, catch a ride home later. Um, so what is I, the real, what's the real hustle? You know, like just, um, just business wise. Just going above and beyond. I mean, I used to clean, I used to organize his closets. I used to go in his game room and organize drinks and straighten the labels and clean up ash, you know, clean up all the ashes and blunts and ask him if he need anything to drink, ask his homies if they need anything to drink. Kind of like a, you know, personal assistant. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> But he wouldn't have to ask me. I would come kind of just like above and beyond and do yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So How many once did he smoke a day? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> like at Who least knows? like five or six, maybe? A day? Yeah. Smoking five or six, five or six when he's waking up. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. I mean, probably 20, 30 blunts a day. Who knows? Um, very yeah. interesting. Times, man. Very interesting time. <laughs> 20 or 30. Going from, from delivering artwork to him to then being a personal assistant to making a friendship, being around his family. You know, I still talk to his uh, older son on Instagram from time to time. And uh, it's just cool, man. I, I'm blessed and grateful um, to be in that position. And it taught me a lot about myself. And, you know, I work for, uh, um, besides Paint the World, I work for a dispensary as well. And we're um, we've been open 13 years, family owned business. So <clears throat> being in the weed industry, when I was working for Snoop, being in the weed industry now, it's uh it's a blessing, man, yeah. truly. And so now I sell this weed and create art for a living. Paint the world, paint the world man. Paint the world. Uh, did you guys like the tool shed? Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. We yeah love so it. this, the skateboard that is uh, by our main man, Sage. Yeah, dude, I loved it, man. Yeah, Sage, I was going to tell you, you know, this was kind of an exciting episode for me because I was never, I don't even know how to put this. Um, skateboarding culture was had a huge impact on me. I had a mini logo when I was in seventh grade. I got it with uh, the, uh, oh, what is it, Spitfire wheels or whatever. Um, but I never could land any tricks or anything. And I remember my older brother, he was a skater in the nineties and he was like, Matthew, I don't think you're tough enough to be a skater. And, <laughs> and so, um, my best friend, he's a BMXer. And so I got into BMX, but I also really couldn't do any tricks, but I always was at the skate park, always around BMXers, always around skateboarders. Um, just probably huge impact on, um, how, who I am to this day. Cause it's, you know, your teenage years and, and stuff like that. And, your attitude, things like that, music you listen to, your style, all those things. Um, but I think that they let me hang out with them because I was funny, I guess. Um, but uh, I was just thinking about that on, on the way up here, listening to some of the the music we used to listen to and thinking about guys like Aaron Ross, 
Uh, my best friend was a huge uh, Aaron Ross fan. Are you familiar with him from Sunday Bikes? Mm, I'm not. I'm not. You can educate me though. Oh, it's it's he's just uh, a popular a popular BMXer. Did you ever get into BMX at all? Or uh, I, I, I race I raced BMX and then yeah. my and then my dad shattered his elbow in one of the races and we were like ah, I'm good. But I mean I've been skating since I was nine. I'm 41. Yeah. I've been skating. I'm thick into it. Tricks and can. Yeah, it's it's a part of me, man. How do you the, land? How do, do you just not feel pain? Because I tried to skateboard before, like in high school, and I and because I snowboarded, I skied, then I snowboarded, and I wakeboarded, and then I tried skateboarding, and I was like, I was like, I can't handle this. I tried to just go in on a a half ramp, and just face planted. I mean, it was a disaster. Yeah, so I'm not <laughs> good at snowboarding, believe it or not. Uh, really? Because my feet are attached, and I can't bail if I need to. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get that tip, right. So skating, it comes to a point when you're a kid where you're landing trick, you know, you're trying to land tricks and you get hurt and it gets to that point where ow, that fucking hurt. Either I want to do this or I don't Yeah, so stuck with it and then just learn tricks. And I love it, man. I love it. The culture of skateboarding is, is great. We're open arms to everybody. Just as long as you're not a tweaker or a weirdo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Which is what, like more than half of Southern California. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, come to San Francisco too, man. You can see all that too. Um, but yeah, it's real open arms and I, and it's a blessing, man. You don't really even have to skate. You can just go to a skate park and chill and no one would ever say anything. And even if you try and skate and eat shit a bunch or, you're not good or whatever. No one's going to climb. Yeah, you, dude. They, dude, they're awesome. I, I still remember how excited I get like 14, 15 years old and I get a call on my home phone. It's like, Hey, we're going to the high school gap and hopping on my bike and going out there, going to the, going to the skate park and the skaters and the biker, like the BMXers, we always had harmony. You know, there's really no beef there. We all got along really tight. You know, um, I've heard though now that, uh, skaters are getting really tired of scooters. <laughs> do, do you have a lot of scooters at your skate park that piss you off or no? I mean, as far as like the relationship between bikers and bladers, there is a relationship. I've never, I mean, anybody who has beef with a biker or a blader is weak, man. You know what I mean? You're just not a cool person just yeah. because of riding like dude can't skate. So he's biking, you know, yeah. but as far as the scooters, man, it's just, uh, <laughs> you gotta be patient with these kiddos, man. You can't go off on a kid at a skate park. Uh, yeah. not cool. at 41 cool. yeah number one it's not cool number two their parent will be there and probably cuss you out but he's got to be patient and the kids with the scooters yeah <laughs> dude, yeah it's dude a, i'll say this like uh I, there weren't really anybody doing blades that i can think of and i think we would all thought it was cool um and when back then when someone would show up with like a razor scooter the skaters would be like here dude let me see that and then they would just do badass tricks on it but mm -hmm. um, I've been out for a while, um, haven't been to the skate park to do anything for a long time since high school. But I had a friend recently tell me, he's like, dude, I, I, I get so annoyed and frustrated with the kids on scooters because I think they are kids. And I think I honestly think what it probably comes down to is situational awareness and they don't have it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to get on a scooter and then helmet. Yeah, you got to know when you're skating by or blading by a certain spot that some guy's not launching out of the ramp. Yeah. And and on you it's just uh yeah it's awareness that the parents don't really teach much and it is what it is and i just got to snake around around him and get <laughs> fix those clips man yeah dude i loved i love skateboarding culture too i mean i like i still have video of when i filmed you guys back in the day you 
been tied. You're gonna have to remind me of some things, Austin, because well, I, like, like it's there, bro, but it's not like I can't pull it. I just know. I, I mean, I know that I have footage. Like we went to like a school one time. I know that we went in like one of the drainage ditches. You know, that was a thing. I got some cool photos and stuff there. Um, but yeah, I just uh, that was a huge. That was a huge part of Southern California in the early 2000s and probably still is. But I just remember that there was skateboarders everywhere. So who were some of your like who inspired you to skate? Who were your guys? Uh, I mean, if I, if I had to take it back to, you know, I got a buddy who still skates. His name's Sierra Fellers. Um, he's still pro and he's still killing it. So he's a big inspiration. Um, uh, but kind of like the older skaters, Eric Costin, Heath Kirchart, Andrew Reynolds, um, those kind of skaters really inspired me. I just, I got started skating cause I thought it was cool. I saw a couple of my buddies doing it. And so I did it just like gymnastics, uh, same thing. I was a gymnast for 12 years and oh, nice. same buddy, actually the same guy who skated was a gymnast. I was like, Oh, let me do that. And 12 years later, you know, what, what did you, what did you specialize in gymnastics? So it, I went um to a school a certain club and then it would be like like the olympics all six events uh vault parallel bars high bar vault uh, high bar floor rings like all six of them um and i would train and do all the stuff and and then uh during the summer times we'd go to colorado at the olympic training center and train i used to be able to do the cross on the rings and the you did <laughs> double backs on the high bar and stuff like that uh I can still do a backflip to this day, but that's about it, guys. Nice. Dude, you must have been, how ripped were you? I mean, that, like, to be able to do all that stuff. Of course, right. I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't, like, take protein to, like, get big, but I was, like, cut. Like, yeah. skinny, 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 but cut, you know? Yeah. Um, that that gymnastics, it had to help with skateboarding, too. How to fall, it, roll. It so, did. It also saved my life. Uh, I was in a car accident before I moved out to California, and uh, there were no seatbelts in the car. My brother was driving and we got T-boned. Um, don't remember, obviously, but flew out of the car. Uh, anyway, I'm cool now, obviously. But the doctor said the reason why I survived is because I was such in good shape. That's what he oh, said. Wow. That's what he said. Wow. So thank you. That's Jeanette. awesome. So you just <laughs> flew out of the car probably like this and then ducked, rolled. But you don't remember it, of course. But you probably did some front before. I People snapped. are like, is he performing? That's what they were saying as they were driving by. Did the circus come to town? <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've is always... He, is he going to die or is this an act? I've yes, always yes. been in uh, martial arts. We learned how to dive roll. And our teacher told us one time there was a guy who uh, knew how to dive roll for martial arts that they had trained. And he was in a motorcycle accident where he got launched and he landed in a dive roll. And when the cop showed up, he's like, where's the motorcycle? It's spotty. And he's like, oh, I'm right here. And he's like, yeah, I just did a roll and just kept rolling. And that's supposedly what saved his life. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. if you're gonna do a dive roll in gymnastics, the best way to do it is just put your chin to your chest. Yeah, That's it. your back will hunch, and then you'll just roll out. Gang, gang. Nice. So, were you ever sponsored? Were you ever a sponsored skater stage? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just big in it. Um, you know, uh, I'm decent, but I'm not like on that caliber. I can do handrail, you know, certain rails and like stairs and stuff, but there's like a limit, uh, especially now at my age. But never, never sponsored. Just always passionate about skateboarding. Of course. Yeah. Did you, um, did you spend a lot of time around pro skaters and stuff? Uh, I did as I, when I moved to Southern California, I did, that's when it went off. That's when it went off, you know, yeah. Snoop, all these skaters, um, you know, my friend Sierra introduces me still to a lot of people that I'm inspired by in skateboarding. Um, 
so yeah, I just, it just, when I moved to Southern California, it just went off, you know, it just, you know, I met Austin and Adam. I mean, you guys will have to remind me on where we met. I don't even. Dude, I don't, even, I don't like those. Yeah. That, um, I just remember I, you being there. Like you were just there with those dudes. <laughs> like that's like when I think back. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. You did that. My wife does that all the time. Actually, yeah. I, I know we met at ties, you know, kicking it with yeah. stuff, but, uh, I, I always loved you and Adam, man. I always loved you and Adam, but I always had an appreciation for you, Austin. You were always, you know, Adam's funny and I, and I love the guy. He's always been kind, but you've always, always been hilarious, man. Everything. I don't know. When we were always around, I was always cracking up on your, you wouldn't even have to tell freaking jokes, man. And we'd be cracking up. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I gotta tell you, you know, like the first, when we first started getting to know Ty and those dudes, cause they lived directly below us. Like we were down there hanging out. And Ty was bending over and picking up something like behind the couch and his pants were down a little bit. So you could see his butt crack. And for whatever reason, they had a, a railroad spike in it. And you got to like, we were, we just met these dudes yeah. and I just grabbed the railroad spike and just dropped it down into his crack. Okay. And it slides down and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> he's like, gonna like, he's going to beat my ass, dude. You know, Ty, now he's like a UFC, you know, double black belt dude. So, you know, and I've, I saw him fight tons of times after that, but I didn't know at that time. And I am laughing so hard. I am crying because I think it's the funniest thing. And I'm on the couch and he's over top me with his fist and I can't even defend myself because I'm like crying tears laughing. And then he starts laughing and then we were friends. <laughs> like, like that's so, so you actually, I, I told him, I've been telling him this for years. I said, man, I'll pay you if you fight somebody like don't start it, but I want you, you've seen Ty fight people. Yeah. Just like fuck him up. Dude, he, yeah, there was one. Yeah. He used to get in, uh, fights all the time. I mean, three that I remember, like we were at a place in Newport at a party and we were just like, I was joking around. Like the OC was a big show at that time, you know? Yeah. And I go and I'm like, Oh, what do you guys, uh, on the OC to like some dudes, you know, at their party and they hated that. So they were going to fight me. And I believe, uh, Ty took care of that. So, um, but then the other time was there was a dude at our apartment complex, Camden. Oh yeah. And there was like some drunk guy. There was like, it had a, its own street through it with all the apartment complexes. And some dude was down there and he was all drunk. He's like, who wants to fight me? Who wants to fight me? And Ty, we're on the fourth floor, C420. And Ty's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he goes down and then me and Adam are standing on the balcony and he goes out in the street and just... Just what kill <laughs> he goes just we just see him punching this dude and Adam's like, Ty, what are you doing? And he's like, I'll be right up, man. And just punches <laughs> this dude again and it comes upstairs. And then he fought some dudes in a stairwell with uh Sean Daddy. Were you there? Did you ever meet Sean Daddy? It doesn't sound familiar. The the black dude that looked like Mike Tyson, who was in his thirties, that like moved in with us for a little bit. Ooh, I don't think so. He used to buy his beer back in Merrimack Woods. And then he got, I don't know, it was a thing in Southern California, man. Like all these guys, they would, like it was so expensive to live, like their lease would be up and then they would need a place to stay. Well, like his girlfriend or whatever kicked him out. He's like, can I crash at your place for a weekend? And then next thing we know, we have Sean Daddy living with us. And we're like, <laughs> he was, but then he ended up being on meth. He was smoking meth and stuff. It was insane. <laughs> I'm like, we're like 20. I'm like, what is happening here? What is this? 
Uh, I did see Ty tap some people out though. I, I yeah. did tap a couple of buddies out uh, with his jujitsu, so that was interesting. But uh, man, I don't. I, I do remember now that you're saying Camden and Merrimack, all this stuff. Yeah. to me, man. Uh, good times, man. Because where did you live? I lived in Long Beach. That's right. Because I remember going up to your place. I can't explain myself for those times. Just like, <laughs> yeah, when we look back at our old pictures. Oh, yeah. Wearing puka shell necklaces and all this. I want to bring them back, dude. I want to hemp. I want to put a puka shell necklace in my hair. Yep. Beat it right. down. Speaking dude, of your hair, isn't it blonde? Dude, it was. I was about to bring that up. I was like, speaking of style changes, what happened to your blonde hair? Dude, I just noticed that. You know, it had it had to go back to the way the way it was for now. But um, but yeah, it was it was fun, dude. I felt rejuvenated. That uh, like your natural hair color. That's the dye. This is my natural color, but I just oh. dyed it like, you know, medium brown or whatever. Oh, I had to I do see. two. I had to do two to bring it back. I had to do like to dark blonde and then wait like a week and then bring it up to medium blonde. So I spent an entire week with like golden blonde hair. Yes. You with were like, like a Fabio's uh, <laughs> stepson. Yeah, I just I did. Yeah. It was flowing, brother. It was that shit was flowing. Oh, it was, dude. It was. It was beautiful. Maybe it'll be my summer thing. Sage, have you this is kind of random, but uh I'm just curious. Have you ever in your skating life ever crossed paths with Rob Deerdeck? I have not. Uh have. do you know people who have? Oh yeah. Do they yeah. think he's cool because there's a guy from my town, Fremont, Nebraska, who bumped into him skating. And uh, he came back and like told everybody that Rob yelled at him. And so then like all the kids my age were like, man, Rob was mean to our friend. And so people like didn't like, which was a bummer because I'm a huge like Rob Deerdeck fan. I, I always thought Fantasy Factory is awesome. But I, I just had heard that if you uh, get in his way when he's skating, he uh, can blow up. Have you ever heard anything like that? No, is that what it was? Some guy got in his way or something? Yeah, but they were, it was like at a, it was a skating thing, though. Like it was another skater. And I don't know, I don't remember the full story. I just remember that he came back to town and basically said Rob freaked out on him. And since then, there's a lot of local skaters in my hood who uh, were not, were not cool with that. <laughs> but like I said, I was always a huge fan. I, he seems like he's a cool dude. He's inspired me in a lot of ways. You know, he's inspirational to listen to all the stuff he's done. I just was curious if like the word on the street with other skaters is that, or if he just caught him on a bad day. Hey, probably is, got in his way. He's going to die. Yeah. Is that, was that recently or was that like 10 oh, years? No, ago? dude, this that was, was like, when he was in high school. Th no, that was when I was in middle school. This middle was school. like, that's where we're going back. Yeah. This is a core memory for him. He's yeah. Core memory. We're talking like 2000. Know Rob's school. <laughs> yeah. 2006 to 2008. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> so I think, you know, I mean, Rob was young back in the day and he didn't have the success that he did. He was only a pro skater, but now, you know, you've seen his podcasts and the way oh, yeah. he's himself. He's, he's changed, you know, even yeah. I've never heard of him of being like that, but if he was, he's not like that anymore. I, I did. I, yeah. I've always heard he's cool. I you actually know, think I've heard him talk about like that. He used to be that way. His so. house that he lived in there, Blake bought that house and lived in it for a while. Blake did. Yeah. Lived in his house for he just sold it. I think recently. Nice. Interesting. It, yeah. it is a cool house. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. No. You know what? I didn't even realize is cause I had forgot about it, that you were cousins with Bob Saget. And when I opened for him, you know, uh, years and years ago, um, 
I wish I would have remembered because then I would have had a, when we were hanging out, we, I would have had a conversation piece because I could have been like, yeah, dude, I know, I know Sage. Yeah. And so been, I didn't, and then I, and then I, I, I forgot about it to the point that I didn't even send you condolences. So I'm sorry for that. Oh, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, he's my second cousin. So, I mean, growing up with that, you know, I was a little kid when he was doing Full House and got all the little jokes that you could get uh, about being related to him. But um, overall, I mean, he's a great guy, man. Great guy. I knew his mom and his dad really well. I used to go eat with his mom, Dolly, all the time. She would invite me over. Um, and it was cool. And then his dad passed and then his mom shortly after. But uh, and was this in New Mexico? No, this was when I moved out to SoCal. When I was oh, in SoCal. Okay. In SoCal, yeah. When I was living in Long Beach, that's when I was hanging out with uh, with um, Aunt Dolly and Uncle Ben. His dad's name's Ben. Um, wow. So what but, was what was what what was Bob like behind the the wall of fame? Because I mean, I've met him several times and worked with him, but still, you know, he's he was Bob Saget. You know what I mean? So I don't. I never got to meet possibly like the real Bob. You know. I I think I think you did get the real Bob because he was always like that. Um, it was always real. I asked him one time straight to his face. I said, Hey man, if I, you know, Bob, Bob, you got any like suggestions, uh, for acting or, or this and that? He's like, yeah, take acting lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Asking him advice on how to do this. He's just take lessons. And they kind of left it like that. Um, I didn't really hear him like crack any jokes or anything around him, you know, when I was around or anything. Uh, I did go to his, um, when his dad died, I went to, they had like a little funeral service um, for his dad. So I was there and there was a bunch of comedians there. Um, forgot the one guy who was on SNL uh, anyway, but saw David Spade, saw all these other guys and saw the family. It was cool. I wasn't really like uh, connected like that, like that. I mean, they knew who I was and I was hanging out with his mom and dad, but it wasn't like his daughters knew me. It wasn't like, oh, they're sage. You know, I was kind of. Well, that's, that's cool that all those comedians showed up to his dad's funeral. So did he, John Lovitz was there too. Oh dude. I I worked with John Lovitz uh, not too long ago. We actually had, we had a (laughs) a reel about him kicking at Andy Dick's ass that got, when I got a lot, a lot of views. Yeah. I, we were just talking about the story of John Lovitz uh, punching Andy Dick or whatever. And uh, it got a lot of views online. (laughs) Yeah. Did you talk to, did you talk to John at all? He's a cool dude. Did he kick your ass? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I wouldn't fuck with John Lovitz. <laughs> was he? Did he have his dog with him? No. <laughs> okay, I didn't know he loves his dog. I thought he would carry it because I could see like a John Lovitz with his hair slicked back, holding his little poodle. Yeah, it was just weird when I was there. You know, everyone's kind of in mourning, and yeah, funeral's not the time to be like, yo, yo I'm a can huge... I get your autograph? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> you yeah. saw yeah. my tits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... no, but that's dude, that's cool that that all those all of his buddies showed up for his dad's funeral yeah says a lot and then it was cool too that when you know when uh cousin bob died john mayer got to give a shout out to john mayer he's the one who they didn't have like it was going to cost a lot of money to fly him back and so john mayer put it on his put uh cousin bob on the jet flew his ass back oh really get buried yeah so big shout out to john mayer man uh I've, you know, always thought John Mayer's music was cool, this, that, but now I love John Mayer. 
Um, well, yeah, and not only that, but like he's somehow had intercourse with every single hot chick in that is famous. <laughs> Let's just put it there. Yes. Dude, uh, like even yeah, it's just not very even kind soul. He might be a a stallion with the ladies, but he's a very kind soul, <laughs> and the Saget family uh, uh, appreciates him. Yeah, John yeah. Uh, John Mayer is the reason why I got into the Grateful Dead because uh, I I um, I think he's like a big fan of them, and I was listening to him talk. He just like named some songs that were good, and I checked them out, and I was like, okay, I like the Grateful Dead now because they're a band that you kind of have to be introduced to. I yeah, don't know. introduced to on <laughs> shrooms. The <laughs> yeah yeah sober sober, sober. grateful dead he, like he's a sober grateful dead fan <laughs> what are you about? yeah the uh so did john mayer go to the funeral uh i mean i didn't go but yeah he went yeah he was there he was there it was a good turnout they had it on a you know i didn't go but they sent us a link which was really weird they sent us a link only certain family members could get it the link to his memorial service oh so like walking up to him to the um, casket and stuff. So wow. I got a link to see that. That was very, uh, very interesting. Um, seeing a yeah. funeral over zoom, you know what I mean? He was in Omaha. He played Omaha right before he went down to Florida. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So it was, um, he was coming to San Jose too. I was supposed to go see him. Yeah. Yeah. Weird thing, man. Did they ever figure out what it was? No, nah, I mean, they're saying like he fell, hit his head, and then somehow got back up and got into bed. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like what's going on right now. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Do I think somebody attacked him and then put him in his bed? Uh, who knows? You know, I know that's also a little theory right there, right? Someone knocked yeah. him up. Is that a theory? I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Who that it, attack him? Yeah. That, that it was uh, people were suspicious of it. I don't know. It is sad. I mean, it was so sudden and obviously not expected. It's crazy stuff. He, he yeah. could have just, I think, and just ate shit and hit his head really hard. And then, you know, I'm a skateboarder. We hit our heads, but he probably just hit his head that one wrong time. And plus he's older now, you know, he's yeah, young, young spring chicken. So probably hit his head and hurt and then just kind of crawled back into bed concussion. And then, you know, you can't fall asleep when you have a major concussion like that. So, yeah, it's kind of like when the, when the singer of Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, died, I think I'd heard an interview with his wife say it was so bizarre how he did it. She basically looks at it as an accident. You know, like it was, he died on tour. It was technically a suicide, but she's like, I just think he took the wrong medication at the wrong time and it just had a reaction to him and he kind of freaked out. And she's like, I don't even, uh, from what I had read, she just was like, yeah, I look at it as like an accident. So, dude, who knows? You're on tour, you're in a hotel room, there's nobody else to see it, you know? So, yeah, just, I don't think it got clubbed or there was no DNA. <laughs> there was no yeah. fingerprints. You know, no one's going to cat Bob Saget. Um, John Stamos, <laughs> wasn't it? They had yeah, some inner well, feud. Well, I know, too, there's also a theory, um, and I'm going to talk about this briefly, but, you know, some people are saying Bob Saget's like a dirty man because of his jokes and that he oh. likes girl, little girls and da, da, da. none of that's true, man. None of that's true. He was doing these jokes long time ago. If you know Bob Saget, he was doing these jokes long before any, everyone. In got the sensitive. 80s, man. Before everyone got sensitive around here. And you could say you could say any words in movies. You go watch a Richard Pryor movie from back in the day. You'll hear every cuss dude, word. <laughs> watch an Eddie Murphy special. Exactly. There was one dude that doesn't even do stand up anymore. because uh, Bobby Slayton. Bobby mm. Slayton was like the just the legend of insult. They called him the pit bull of comedy. 
dude. And when I was, you know, I mean, in the early 2000s and stuff and doing comedy clubs and doing all that and work, dude, I saw him like the shit he was saying. If he said that nowadays, they would, I, I don't even know what they would do. Yeah. People yeah, would so. lose their men would have their periods. Yeah. I think that's what's kind of happening right now is like these jokes. People know Bob Saget is like a dirty joke teller and this and that. And they start to like correlate the two. But the, I mean, you've met him. Millions of people have met this guy. If he was like that, somebody would know. You know what I mean? Or it would oh, come yeah. Home. You know what I mean? So. Dude, that, you, you just reminded me of uh, one of the funniest parts I think of, and I, I believe it's Eddie Murphy's Delirious, is when uh, a lady yells, I love you, Eddie, and then you hear very faintly, you have to pay attention, where, have you, do you know what I'm about to say, where Charlie Murphy goes, shut up, bitch. Then, <laughs> I didn't know that that was yeah, a thing. On the, thing? On, on the special, this lady is like, uh, <laughs> I love you, Eddie, and, and then you just hear Charlie, shut up, bitch, and then Eddie breaks down laughing like really really hard and it's very so you can find it on youtube but it is hilarious i gotta see that <laughs> yeah some of that's i mean that stuff's funny in comedy man i mean <laughs> yeah. with comedy you know i'm no stand-up comedian but you know in my opinion when you go to see a comedian perform you go to see them perform you're not there to be sensitive or interrupt them or oh you shouldn't say this or that unless it's obviously something <laughs> negative but there's no comedians that i know really besides the seinfeld dude <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh yeah austin's not going out there like oh f you guys <laughs> word this and then yeah mean, yeah yeah dude you got it there's got to be like a uh like a little bit of danger to it you know when you go see a comedy show you got to be like excited to hear what your the comedian's gonna say and also be a little bit scared of what they might say but still but like, that's the fun, exciting part. It's like going into a haunted house. Like, you know, there are going to be scares and you're going to jump, but um, that's just part of it. You don't want to go into a haunted house where there's, there's not any scares. You just walk it through and you're like, oh, that's a cool room with some cobwebs. All the fucking lights are on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually went to only one haunted house in my life when I was 17 and it was my last time I walked through this lady comes up behind me and my reaction being scared was this <laughs> smack that lady right in the face. Man. Broke her nose. I had to run out the house. Yeah. My last time in a haunted house. Wait, how old were you? 17, 17. You broke some lady's nose and ran for yeah. it. I don't know if I did, but she said, oh, you broke my fucking nose. So, <laughs> so yeah, you had to take off. Yeah. Dude. One time I was at a haunted house and this dude with a chainsaw like kicked the door open and it hit me in the back of the hand. And so he kicks the door open, it hits my hand and he, he's like, ah! and then he saw that the door hit me and he goes, ah! oh, bro, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's fine. He's like, are you, are you sure you're okay? I'm like, yeah, dude, it's okay. He's like, okay. Yeah, he like went back into character. I was like, it's Hilarious. okay, dude. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah, I'm not a haunted. I worked in a haunted house. And um, that was fun, but I don't, yeah, I was just, I don't really care for him. No. Not my, no. not my thing. I like, um, it just depends if they're, if they're like overtly scary and like disgusting. And I'm like, no, but if they're cool, like I, I like really cool stuff. Like the one I worked, like worked in, all the rooms had a different theme. One was like an Edgar Allan Poe. And like, it was just details like fireplaces, candles. It was just, uh, they were like almost like movie sets. So I thought that that I like stuff like that, like cool effects, like find out if you have epilepsy at our at our fun house. 
Yeah. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah. Sage punched the woman, then she had an epileptic seizure. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time. Uh, she died, and it's an open case. They're trying to find this. <laughs> this is, <laughs> we found him. It's like closing the Tupac case. Yeah, exactly. Dude, how, how old were you when you figured out how to do kickflips consistently, and how did that feel? I remember learning them in the garage. Uh, I don't remember the... I might have been like 12. I think I was like 12. Did a kickflip. It was amazing. Uh, I never learned, like most people learn tricks on the carpet. I never learned that way. I always had to roll and do the tricks. Yeah. Uh, kickflip was good. Heel flip took me a long time. I remember heel flip took me a long time. But uh, shit, now I got those tricks in the bag. Did, yeah, dude, how do you even learn them back then? Back then, we you couldn't we didn't have YouTube. Was it like Thrasher magazine had like photos or how tos on that? No, I mean the only thing you'd get in Thrasher back in the day is sequence shots, and it's not like it's showing close ups. I mean, I had neighbors who were skaters, so I would just be around them all the time. And they were like five years older than me or something, so I was the little grommet shit. Oh yeah, dude. When when I got my when I got my skateboard, my dad was like, "When you ride your skateboard, you have to wear your helmet." And I was like so self-conscious that I, I couldn't do it because I was like afraid that I would be in my driveway trying to learn how to skate and like skaters who would drive by and like stop their car and make fun of me for it. Like this was in my middle school mind was like some, some like a car full of skaters <laughs> were going to be driving by and be like, hey, that kid's got a helmet <laughs> and like pull over and start making fun of me. So I just basically didn't even do it. I was like, if like I would try it and the helmet was so bulky and, and uh, just felt embarrassed yeah. by it. And uh, we grew I, up. I think it was a mistake. I think I should have just wore the helmet and, and went for it. You have, we grew up in a time where there weren't even helmets at the store, right? You didn't yeah. wear a helmet. Did you Sage? No, I didn't. Yeah. I got I, a, I got a skateboard for Christmas one year. It had Bart Simpson on it. Oh, hell yeah. I did yeah. not get a helmet with it. Was it the one when he's pulling his pants down? You can see his ass. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think it was just like a headshot of him. Dude, I got it. <laughs> did I'm gonna... you have that one? No, I, I was just, uh, that'd be funny if they did sell that one, though. They probably would. You should paint that one. Dude, yeah. I got to pull up. Uh, I'm on my phone because I'm trying to look up a, a skate deck, and I'm going to see if you remember. Did you, did you ever run into the 1980s Powell uh, Peralta 7P uh, cab? Uh, the airplane? The 1980s Powell Peralta 7P Caballero Dragon. Yeah, I had the red one. The oh, red dude, he knew it, dude. He knew it. That's the one I'm talking <laughs> That's about. That's awesome, yeah. Dragon, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, man. That was my, the board that my brother always wanted. I've always want. I dude, I'm going to buy that board someday and give it to my, give it to my older brother. Um, my yeah, brother was, uh, yeah. They do a lot of re-releases, so you can get those old graphics from back yeah. then. Yeah, I'm going to, so. I'm going to get that from my brother so what, someday. So who was your, who was your inspiration to, to be an artist? To paint, you know, like, where did that come from? Ah, uh, man. I mean, I, it's funny, you know, I used to sit in front of the TV as a kid with the Saturday morning cartoons. You would, you guys know Pee Wee's Playhouse, Garfield, <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Yeah. All those cartoons, right? So I would just oh, sit yeah. on TV and just draw the characters. Oh, hell yes. Uh, Dude, that's and, the coolest origin story of an artist I think I've ever heard so far on the yeah, show. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So, you know, learned how to draw in pencil really well. Um, uh, and then in middle school and high school, mostly high school, I'd sell drawings for a hundred bucks a pop. People would want me to draw them, their faces, whatever. And so I would flip literally scratch pieces of paper, flip these drawings for a hundred a pop. And then 
<clears throat> tried took some art classes in high school. Didn't really work out because they're always telling you what to do and shit. Yeah. And right when I moved to SoCal, I did a painting, a Frank Sinatra painting, a big old son of a bitch. Sold it for two racks right off the jump. Damn. And that's it. I was like, oh, I can do this, you know? Dude, be oh, honest. Awesome. And in high school, would kids ask you to draw pictures of naked girls? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like in the cl- in your class? They're like, hey, will you? Yeah, while I'm in class, you know. Yeah. When I should have been paying attention. <laughs> Dude, oh man, back in the day, I bet that was like, if the kid didn't have internet, that was worth a hundred bucks. Had, yeah, we, I mean, we, I, we had that friend in high school too that could draw. We always had him draw everything and he turned us into a comic strip. I still have it somewhere. Oh, sick. And yeah, it was called the, like the skunky six or something. <laughs> and we all had, you know, it just, uh, he just exaggerated features that we had and stuff, but it was funny. We'd read them at lunch. I'm like, damn it. I wish I could draw. I tried to draw, man. I tried to do it, but I just, I got to a certain point, but it's awesome. Cause my son, he can draw really well. He's actually just finished a comic book today. And when I get home, he's like, I finished another power man. That's his character. He made up. Oh, sick. Yeah. Dude. I've never told you this, but I always wanted to get a mullet and dye it green and call myself power man. And then you're like, my son has this comic book called power man. And I was like, Oh dude, that's so cool. <laughs> You're coming. You know- now you gotta get that mullet. Yeah, dude. I know. Your comic book character just sounds like a guy whose special power is just drinking beer and cooking <laughs> math. Or or Captain Planet. It's not even original. That yeah, was yeah, basically Captain Planet. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Captain did you watch Captain Planet? I did. I did, I did too. And now I, it was I think we just we didn't have very many options. I think if we had more options, we would have never watched Captain Planet. Yeah. With all the rings, they're like, water, fire. And then like Adam Lambert pops out of the earth. He's like, I'm going to save the day. <laughs> Dude, Sage, have you watched, have, have you seen that new Ninja Turtle movie? Uh, the new, new one with the. Uh, dude, the art's awesome in that. Yeah. It? Yeah, like, it's cool. Wearing glasses and stuff. Yeah, Mutant Mayhem. I took my son to that. Dude, that, the artwork is fantastic. It's just a really cool, um, it's just cool. Yeah. The guy who the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle logo, uh, there's an artist I know, J.V. Villard. He's the one who did that. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It's the logo, yeah. He's on IG, J.V. Villard, I think. Oh, we'll have um, to hit him. We'll have to look him up, dude. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, as far as the artwork, man, you know, I draw everything and then I paint it. Like this right here, this is all hand-drawn and then uh, painted. And then I've got right on the beard right there, I got Louis Vuitton print. I cut a purse out. Oh, Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. So, uh, just, I've just tried new things over the years and they've worked and I love pop art, you know, Andy Warhol's a big inspiration, Basquiat, you know? Um, and I just love creating stuff, man. You know, I could easily go home and sit on the couch and not do shit every day, but I could sit on the couch and smoke weed and paint. Yeah. <laughs> you know? dude, that's awesome, off. man. What, what's your favorite thing that you've ever painted? Ah, oh, man. Uh, I mean, besides a family portrait for Snoop, I did a, a recently uh, El Chapo wearing a Kuji suit, a uh, multicolored <laughs> Kuji suit holding uh, euros, gyros in each hand. And I did it for a restaurant. <laughs> I did it for a gyro restaurant in San Francisco. He's badass. Like, hey. So it's El Chapo's face with the menacing grim, uh, smile, smirk with the Kuji suit with the gyros. Dude, that's awesome. Why did that guy want El Chapo? So, or what? I don't know, but I did it. I put on yeah. Instagram, 
and then the shadow banny. Are you serious? Yeah. I, you know, because I'm an artist, I try and show off my artwork, obviously, but I, yeah, we're, you're not really allowed to do that. Yeah. No, I didn't <laughs> like that. They shadow banned me. Dude, have you heard that song El Chapo by the game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's a cool song. El Chapo. Woo! 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 It's a good song. Yeah. You definitely check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, who's it by? The game, dude. Oh, the game. game. The game seems like a cool dude. He's yeah. always out in the community. Yeah. I don't know. He's been in a lot of beefs, though, too. So, yeah. Is he like 50 Cent, though? I like 50 Cent. 50 Cent just talks shit on people. And oh, he and 50 Cent have beef, but uh, the best one, the best. They do. One, yeah. of, one of my favorite beefs. I'm, like, I'm encouraging it. I don't even know. I yeah. just want him to fight. <laughs> one of my favorite diss songs of all time was the one that the game did on Meek Mill. Have you heard that one, Sage? I believe so. I'll have to listen to it again, though. I think it's called like Rat Pest Control or Rat Control or something like that. Um, but he goes so unbelievably hard and i like it i like a good like on a diss if you can throw in something and i don't have anything against meek mill meek mill don't come after me um but if you ever see this <laughs> but um he just puts in like really like subtle funny stuff where it's like he didn't need to put that in there but he did so yeah the, the game's funny yeah the game be funny i was gonna ask you <laughs> if you've ever in the artistic world not the music world but if you've ever had any interactions with kanye west as a non-musical artist as just like a artist no. if that question made sense no i've seen i've like seen him from like a distance but not anywhere near him or i don't think even if i came up to him and talked to him he'd give me the time of day do you look at like his like any of his designs the shoe designs stuff like that are you into that or are you into that type of art uh not really like the, his shoe art like his yeezys and stuff yeah yeah i won't wear them i'm a skateboarder man yeah uh, you can't wear those they're too flimsy man someone i i got a pair as a gift and i ended up just wearing them uh on my farm and getting okay. them dirty and then i and then the dude that gave them to me so he's like what are you doing to these they were like light blue you know yeezys and i'm like what man i'm like well, these are my shoes right now yeah. my shoes for everything and my feet yeah. always slipped off the soles because they're just mesh on both sides i've never so, even tried a pair on never tried a pair on i've just been skateboarder since i was nine all the skateboard clothes and shoes and brands that's that's what i rock spitfire thrasher yeah dude what what are your some of your favorite brands like when i was when i was in uh when i was growing up there's like element was a big one uh, world is it World Industries? Is they the one with the Flame Boy and or Wet Willie? Yeah, they're not really around much anymore. I think they're still running the Flame Boy Wet Willie stuff, but that's not <laughs> that's not in the industry standards per se for skateboarding. Yeah, what are that, some of your favorite brands? Man, I used to rock uh, when I in middle school. There's a company called Drawers. I don't know if you remember D R O O R S. That was I don't think so. That was a sister brand of DC Shoes. Um. Man, what did I used to rock? I used to rock a lot of DC shoes, a lot of Chad Muska shoes, Circa shoes, um, just all the skateboard stuff. I go to the skate shop and just, you know, shoes were super expensive as a kid back in the day. And so uh, going to get shoes was like a, a special treat. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. yeah, dude. I remember, dude, when we first moved to California, I was at the Irvine uh, Mall um, where the Irvine Improv is. And I saw Tony Hawk. He was just walking around with the skateboard. <laughs> and I walked up to him. And I was like, hey, my brother likes you. 
and I get your autograph when I, you know, I was only like 18, but I just think like, did he give he it was to like, you? I didn't even tell him I liked him. I played his, like I played his game and stuff. I was a fan, but I wanted it for my brother. Yeah. He gave it to me. I gave it to my brother. Dude, nice. I've read his business books and stuff. Like Tony Hawk is another like random inspiration of mine, but a dude who I learned a lot, a lot from, like he's a pretty awesome dude. I think he taught him how to have sex. Yeah. Tony Hawk taught me how to have sex. He has a book, how to make love, like Tony. Yeah, Hawk. it's if you do it right, you can actually do a kickflip while you have sex. So, <laughs> have you ever, yeah, have you ever seen the documentary the the man who sold the world about Steve Rocco? Uh, yeah, actually. Do you ever have yeah, any actually. interactions with him at all, or? No, but I heard you know Steve Rocco was a big part of the skateboard industry, uh, yeah. you know, world industries, and all these brands. I mean him. I think I heard a story about him that he gave one of his riders the credit card, like they needed a camera or something. And he's like, Oh, here's the company credit card. Go buy whatever. Like I heard I've heard guy. that. Yeah. I have heard that story. I, I heard just Rocco was just, didn't give a fuck. It was all about skateboarding and he didn't have a boss. He was the boss. Well, that guy sounds cool. Yeah, dude. He, he is. Oh, what about, got- who was, who was Snoop's uh, BFF in the rap world? I mean it Nate Dog. Nate Dog and Warren G. God, those are the best. Yeah. I got to RIP be- Nate Dog, the the greatest voice of all time, dude. I, I like I just recently, just a few days ago, went to uh uh listen to some of his songs. Like these days. I think yeah. like um my favorite one of his ever is um the uh I get more ass than a toilet seat. No, I mean that's got that's got a great beat to it, but it's the um, nobody nobody does it better, dude. Does it better, yeah. Nobody, <laughs> dude. If I could sing like Nate Dogg, I would never even talk normal. I would just be singing in that low voice all the time about everything. Subway, a, I'd be like, a, no, I don't want that toast. Give me that cold cut tree. <laughs> so, did you get to meet the the Nate? Uh, yeah, I met him. I got to meet him uh, before he passed. Uh, his son was in the uh, football league. And so I think Nate Dogg's son and Snoop's son's teams were playing for the Snooper Bowl. It was, they called it the Snooper Bowl. <laughs> of course they did. And so, uh, yeah, awesome. I got to see, Nate, got to see uh, Warren G. Um, I got to see all those guys. The uh, Dude, Dr. Yeah. Dre. I never got to see. I, I did get to see Dre in a room, but not like in the room but didn't have to talk to him uh the coolest guy though out of everyone to be honest with you who is always and still is cool to me is corrupt really i love, I love corrupt man he's always yeah like, dude always gives me hugs when i see him just anytime i wanted to kick it with him he'd want to kick it with me hey you got some hennessy or hey you got some weed? You go kick it and so you were smoking weed and hennessy and drinking hennessy with corrupt <laughs> yeah i got pictures <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. Was he in that what song the, Balls uh, of Steel with Snoop What are the Dogg? odds, dude? Isn't life just so weird? All of a sudden you're Snoop Dogg's assistant painting him family portraits, sipping Hennessy with corrupt. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, that was just a chapter in my life. No big deal. <laughs> well, I never get to go on tour or see any of the crazy like tour story stuff, but I tell you what, these groupies will do just about anything to meet these guys, man. What? Dude, <laughs> I see some things, man, you know? Yeah, dude, uh, I'm sure some of those stories as a man will make your stomach hurt just thinking about how that lady probably went on to marry a fine man someday and never told him exactly. what it took to get that selfie. All of a sudden, he just finds like a 
Polaroid where she's hanging out with Snoop, Nate Dogg, Corrupt, and Warren G. He's like, what is this? That's like, one for the crew, brother. Uh, you know, just met him backstage. Real quick. There's some random white guy, me, just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the one getting us our blunts. We didn't even ask him. Yeah. yeah. Just a yeah, very interesting time. Very interesting life. Um, very grateful and, and appreciative for where I'm at now. But just a lot of stories, man. A lot of stories. Yeah, I hope we're not making you uncomfortable bringing bringing that stuff up. Uh, that's why I'm here, man. I'm here. <laughs> I don't tell uh, people. I don't tell people this kind of stuff because I don't want to seem like I'm bragging or right. Yeah, being, of course. You know, I, if people ask, I'll tell them. But otherwise. Nobody knows I worked for. Yeah, Snoop. dude, I I used to get I used to just worry about that too. Like I didn't want people to think or name dropping. But then I'm like, I don't know. This is my life. Yeah, you know, it but, is. So like, it's hard when you're, you know, it's part of your life story. Yeah, you know, meeting all these I'm people. I haven't seen him again. I haven't seen him in probably like ten years. <sighs> so it'll be good. Did did you were you into um that uh like with adam and blake and those guys you were hanging out with them before workaholics right yeah i was hanging out with them i was hanging out with them i i, I never hung out with blake i never hung out i only hung out with as i remember please correct me if i'm wrong austin i only hung out with austin and adam yeah. and maybe a couple other homies that austin and adam had that was it um i remember after school uh austin and adam would go to stand-up school right wouldn't you guys go Oh yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I went to uh, Judy Garland's stand-up school. She has the stand-up comedy Bible, and it was like one of those things where they tell you what to do, and I didn't want to be told what to do. Like she actually taught the class. You didn't have that book. You you trained under her. Yeah, dude, I took her class, and she did. She hated me. I think I went and I but I just I wanted to do. I still have my tape that we performed at the improv after completing the class. Yeah. And then, um, but they covered up the improv sign because they didn't want a bunch of like amateurs in that, <laughs> that, that, that plug, which is fine because we were, we were green, but, um, no, I like the class, uh, a lot, but I just, I wanted to do, um, I wanted to tell stories and it was more of a, you know, premise set up punch type deal. And I was trying to tell stories, so. Exactly. Um, I, I just remember you guys were so motivated with it. Like this was before really any type. I mean, there's always been comedians, you know, who have been in movies and stuff. But like, I don't know the time that you guys were doing it. That was kind of before like the big blow up. Oh, like, yeah, dude. There was know? no there was no one like. Doing it, I mean, no. that we knew of like, that's why we left Omaha. I mean, I had to drive down. When I lived in Omaha, before we moved out there, I had to drive down to Kansas City on Monday nights to be able to do three and a half minutes because there was nowhere in Omaha to do it. Yeah. And then um, then when I moved back from California, I was just, I was the host. I became the host at the Funny Bone for like every weekend for almost like two years because there were no other comedians, mm-hmm. which is insane if you yeah. think about it. Like there was just no one else. No, um, you, it wasn't a thing. Good. Yeah, you guys were doing this long before any of these comedians nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, I just I just admired you guys. You really you guys were naturally hilarious. I mean, both of you guys, you know, just naturally hilarious. You could say anything and it would be funny. And I just loved how you guys would always just work on your craft, go to school. You know what I mean? Just grind. And it was always fun hanging around you guys. You know what I mean? 
Did you ever watch uh, like crossbows and mustaches from back uh, right before like workaholics popped off? I think. Do you remember that at all with oh. Adam and those guys? No. Were you in? They that watched office? it. No, I was. I I was living back here, but they made it. You should look it up. It's really funny. But there was a thing, and when he was in high school, yeah, like it was like right when MySpace. You know, it was it was the height of MySpace. Yeah, like we were in high school, and I remember my friend showing it to me on YouTube, and we used to quote it all the time because there's a part in there where they're like, "The cocaine man," and we would just be out fishing, and we would just the cocaine man randomly. And then uh, when Workaholics came out, my friends were like, dude, we got to watch this. So I've seen so many episodes of that. And then when I met Austin, I didn't even know that he knew Adam Devine until um, a few. I don't know. It, it was a, like a little bit into knowing you where one of my friends was like, did you know he grew up with Adam Devine? And I was like, no. And then I think the first thing I asked you was, oh, you knew Adam Devine or, you know, Adam Devine. Uh, were you ever a part of crossbows and mustaches? Like that was, <laughs> that was his thing. Yeah. I should have lied to him. I should have said, yeah, I'm the guy who eats the ball sack. It wasn't the rats. <laughs> yeah. I, remember. I don't know. They had some torture scene where they sat on the seat and then their ball sack dropped through like the wicker. <laughs> and then they put like a bag of rats on his nutsack or something. The oh, my game, right? Is that, is that a yes, scene? <laughs> it's something like that. I, my favorite was like, you're, or you're like the body where they like throw it up and Superman punch it. Like, dude, so funny. So, yeah. uh, Sage, did you think it was awesome that they were in apartment C four twenty? Do you remember I, I, when he said that? I was like, "That's right, that's right." <laughs> it was meant to be, man. It was meant to be. All of this meet, all of us meeting, and you know, you guys doing what you're doing now it was all meant to be, man. Uh, yeah, that's I love, awesome. I, I loved it. Uh, the first time I ever saw Adam, uh, like hit the big time in a sense. I, I think it was like a Taco Bell commercial or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the first time where I was like, oh, dang, my my buddy made it. Yeah, dude. I remember. Yeah, he uh, he came back for Christmas and his parents still lived here. And then he had it on tape. That's how long it was. And we watched, you know, we watched it or whatever yeah. with his mom and dad and stuff. Yeah, I saw was- him. Uh, he came to San Jose probably about four or five years ago. And I saw him and went backstage and he was super nice. And I brought him a bunch of weed, I think like a pound. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, he was like, oh, you know, I got to say bye to my friends and this, and that's going to take a while. And then the guy I was with was a freaking jerk. He's like, oh, I got to go. I got to leave. And so I had to throw the pound of weed in their bus, in their tour bus. So I don't know, Adam, if you're watching this, if you ever got that weed, man, you never told Wait, me. Wait, what year was that? Was that 2015? Maybe. Dude, I think that I ended, I think I did part of that tour. And I want to tell you that, yeah, that was probably your weed on the bus. There was a lot because I remember we were going into um, Oklahoma and I had read a book called Pot Inc. where it talked about like the insane marijuana laws across the country mm-hmm. and how insane the laws were in Oklahoma and how one guy went to jail, got life in prison for just having like a roach. And so we're going into Oklahoma and with probably your pound of weed. And I'm like, if we get pulled over, we're all going to jail. This is Oklahoma. You got to eat it. Dude. So that was probably, uh, I think I can confirm. Sweet. I don't remember how much it was, but I know it was a fucking shitload. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a lot. Cause I remember thinking, where did you get all this weed? And they probably told me, but I just don't remember. Cause of yeah. Weed. Yeah. I just want to make sure if he got it, I, I didn't want to throw it on someone like the wrong bus. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, yeah, drop it off in this green bus and then it's like a marching band. Yeah. San Jose <laughs> middle school marching band. 
Well, that's good to know. I'm glad he got the herb. That makes me feel good. But uh, I think he's coming in town November or something, so I might see him just to say hi. Support yeah. Oh, well, cool, funny. man. Well, dude, plug all your stuff, and then um, we'll just you're you're a Toolshed Art Club member now, so we're gonna have you on all the time, Appreciate baby. You guys, yeah. Um, also, uh, if you guys ever have time, uh, check out the website. If you haven't, uh, uh, paintheworldofficial.com or uh, my Instagram uh, at paintheworldofficial. And then, so what's kind of the process of people that maybe they want to have a painting commissioned? By you what's that process look like yeah you could just dm me on instagram that's it send me images of uh what you'd like we can discuss uh sizing prices and stuff and that's it pretty easy pretty awesome. easy process uh i love what i do i love painting i love skateboarding i love you guys i love what you're doing thank you yeah man you too you got an awesome yeah, right instagram. Back at you, man dude i can't believe are you still shadow banned on instagram no i'm not i'm not Okay, good, good. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, dude. You gotta, you're doing awesome stuff. Love the, love the t-shirts, all that stuff. So, Thank yeah, you dude, that. that that sticker that you put on the skateboard too. I have it in. I don't know if my wife found it or not. We have like little locker cubbies, you know, that are real pristine, all, all white. And I, I put that sticker in my top cubby. I don't know if she's found it or not. She'll, she'll be pissed when she does because it's a sticker. <laughs> but I got it there. <laughs> she doesn't watch this either, so she'll never know. Yeah, we could do another podcast and see how that went. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. dude, I I love to have you on. I lo I love uh, I love what you're doing. I love the I love painting artists. You know, we're, we're showcasing all kinds of artists on this show. I love skaters, dude. I wanna we got to get in with the skate crowd because that's such a cool group of dudes. Yeah, uh, and not just dudes, cool group of people. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's awesome. Sage, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk soon. And uh, Toolshed Art Club for life. Yeah, dude. All right, guys. Paint the world. Paint the <laughs> world, baby. Love you guys. Later.